Lions. Thank you. First Sports Park here with Keith Gill, Commissioner of the Sun Belt Conference. Thank you for having us here in New Orleans. Thank you for for uh, having being here and, and speaking with us. Uh, just how how's the summer been? And just getting ready for for this upcoming uh, calendar year. The summer's been really exciting. You know, I can't wait for the 2023 football season. We've got a lot of momentum from the 2022 football season. A lot of good things happen for us. Big wins over Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, and Nebraska. And then we had our record number of teams in bowl games. We had seven bowl teams. We had nine teams with six wins or more. So it was really just a banner year for football. And we're continuing that momentum. So we've got a lot of programs that return a lot of talent. We've got some really good coaches coming back. So the future's bright for the Sun Belt. Can't wait for the 2023 football season. Now this is your fifth year. At least yeah. fifth, fifth, fifth year. Yeah, this is my fifth media day. Fifth media day. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been to a few of them. What's it, what's been the difference just from when you first got to to the Sun Belt, that experience around the country, to now being your year five, especially with that football success? Uh, yeah, last you know, year. one of the things is, um, you know, I do feel like our brand is is improved. You know, people really do. Um, respect our football and really respect all of our sports so that that has been a nice change for us in terms of just our perception and how people perceive the Sunbelt Conference. I also think adding four schools has, has, has made a difference. You know, we had 10 kind of schools that kind of remained from our original conference. We added four schools with that. Mm -hmm. And those 14 schools collectively have really created almost a whole new conference, you know, and a whole new feel. And, um, and that's been really good in terms of the quality of our teams and our programs and, and, our, and, and the success that we've had. So I think those are kind of the biggest changes and things that have really um, impacted kind of our growth and development. And, um, and it's been a great ride. We've seen so much instability in conferences and their um, their memberships. Uh, you made that big jump last year to this year. Well, two years ago to this and last year with four teams, none this year. How important is that stability for your conference and just because we've seen every conference have all these teams yeah. even around the country. We'll get we'll get to the geographical impact in a moment, but no teams in or out this offseason. How yeah. big is that for you? I think it's been great. You know, we're yeah. kind of a year ahead of anyone in terms of integrating all of our um, our teams into our conference, which is great. I mean, it made for a really difficult time last year, but it has allowed us to now have just almost pure continuity in terms of we've got 14 people in the room. We're all going to be there. We're all committed for the future. We're all working hard for the Sun Belt and making the Sun Belt great. And so that has really been helpful. And then I think this year we really have been able to focus, instead of trying to focus on transitioning our, our new members and helping our old members with a new um, conference and changing schedules and all that, we've really been able to focus on growing the league and, and, and really putting our efforts into making things better. So it's nice to get that transition behind us. We've got a lot of like-minded schools, so it makes um, for our membership to be kind of really cohesive. And, um, and I think the results have been, you know, a really high-quality league. And, um, and all the excitement here at Media Day kind of proves that. Yeah, and your, your imprint has been expanded from first few years. Uh, it had some Georgia schools, had some, you know, some Texas, obviously. Yeah. Louisiana's presence is strong but in Alabama. But now you have teams in Virginia, uh, West and Virginia yeah. and West Virginia. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, and, and Coastal's being a member that's joined in within the past few years. So you got the Carolinas thrown in there. 
Uh, how's that been, just the, the imprint of the program on a national scale and the representation yeah. you're having? It's been great. You know, we've got 14 universities in 10 contiguous states. So yeah. we added schools, but we didn't really expand in ways that are unnatural for our schools. And so if you play in division, you um, generally don't have to travel that far, which is really nice. You know, before we didn't go probably farther north than North Carolina um, with app. But now, you know, we extend all the way up you know, probably, I don't know my geography very well enough, but I think ODU might be the farthest north mm. in terms of where um, Norfolk is. But obviously, you've got North, you got ODU, you've got JMU, and then you've got Marshall up there mm. that are, you know, above App now. So, and I think adding Southern Miss really shrunk our Western footprint. It actually made us a little closer because they were right in the middle, mm -hmm. and it brought it together and allowed us to shift Troy to the west. So I think the regional rivalries are really important. That geography is how we kind of built our new league. That's how we evaluated our members, and I think that had really has helped us in terms of just kind of leaning in to our regional rivalries and our geography has really made our conference stronger. You mentioned kind of the state of the conference that you do like the divisions being broken down. Mm -hmm. uh, is that? really more for the Olympic sports you think as well as far as keeping that continuity as far as the divisions because not having to travel yeah. longer. Is this is that more of a factor or is it football playing to that as well as having a East versus West Conference championship game? So I really think it's all about the competition in all the sports. So football and non-football sports because we're trying to create these rivalries and the reality is if you're in divisions you play your divisional opponents more. So, and that's what we want. You know, we want more Marshall versus App games than Marshall versus some team in the West. And we want more Louisiana versus, um, you know, Southern Miss games than Louisiana versus some team in the West. Or Georgia State, Georgia Southern, you know. And so I think by having divisions, it allows us to do that across the sports. Now, particularly in football, because that matters in terms of trying to drive traffic and excitement, but also in basketball and also in all the other sports as well. So to me, it's really a competitive thing. The geography creates competition that fans want to see that's in proximity that they can travel to where they know the opponents and builds excitement. Yeah, and how big was last year the football success, really the free advertising, all of the non-conference wins? Mentioned game day at App State. Yeah. I mean, how big is that? Because, I mean, I know... Uh, you have a budget and you have a plan and you mentioned the Times Square billboard, but that's just free advertising all of the victories and all of yeah. the, and how was, how's that impacted just the, pro, the conference's brand? Yeah. It's so tremendous. You know, being on game day is like unbelievable. Yeah. You know, it's like a three hour infomercial, really four with the way they do it now. Our infomercial about, and this being an app and how beautiful it is and the campus and all those good things. So I can't really say enough, like all the earned media that we received from whether it was the week one upset of ODU over Virginia Tech or the week two upsets that we had the three and then app um, on week three, you know, having the media, having um, college game day. I, I just think that you can't pay for that advertisement. It helps with the momentum. It creates a positive feel for what we're doing. And, um, and, and I think it's, it's been really helpful to us in, in, in helping us grow and reach more um, people across the country. You mentioned the state of conference as well. Uh, and it's not only you, but the entire country with the NIL. Yeah. And we're now, I guess, a year into it in a way, or maybe a year and a half, depending on how you look at it. Where do you think it is? And I know you say, you've spoken to even representatives and from different states on the government side. Where do you think it is right now as far as 
you know, I think where do you uh, think it's gotten better, or is there some areas to improve? Where do you I think, think there's a is? lot of areas to improve. So I think it's gotten better in this sense. I, I do feel like there's some momentum in Congress for a federal solution, which I think is really important to solve some of those problems. So I think that that's positive. I think the actual kind of application on the ground is still kind of chaotic and not sustainable. So it's not something that I think is great at all. Um, and so and so I think we're in a good spot, hopefully getting some help from Congress. And if they can do a few things, I think it'll rein some of it in. So one of the I think one of the things that's really important is making sure that there's a uniform standard and not all these state laws. The patchwork of state laws make it really, really difficult. I think that's a problem. I think we need to have some transparency in the deals. I mean, I think you hear people telling you stories about valuations that just don't seem believable. Some are, but some aren't. And so if you had transparency, you know exactly what that market is. I think there needs to be some consumer protection opportunities for the student athletes and the parents. I think there needs to be some consistency amongst the framework, like a uniform contract um, in terms of what's kind of part of there. And then I would love to see a, you have to be on campus for a semester, have to be on campus for a year before you can engage in NIL activities because I think that will get the inducement part of it out. Because one of the bad things in NIL right now is the inducements and, and how now all of a sudden it's paid for play and it's being used to recruit student athletes. It's not really what it's designed to do, and, um, and, and, and I think the enterprise would be better if that was eliminated. I've seen some schools, that, you know, I know North Carolina is not in the conference, but I think a few others within the Sun Belt uh, have had NIL, like the, the schools themselves are starting to have an NIL, I guess like a pool or have events, and I guess have a pool of money and then have it maybe distributed to the, the students. Do you think that may be a direction to go instead of kind of going to the individual businesses and having these athletes or their agents, whoever representing, yeah, doing yeah. it that way? you think that'd be a better route, maybe having the schools yeah, distribute I, the money? You know, I, I think, um, you know, trying to, trying to think about ways to make the system more consistent, I think is good. I've not thought about it enough to know if I think that's the way to necessarily an example go of what I've seen or some group license doing. or yeah. those kind of things. But I think those things should all be explored. Yeah. You know, group license is a thing that is good in terms of it helps, you know, a lot of different people and make sure that, you know, you've got equity in terms of men and women. So I, I think all those things being explored could be helpful. Um, I, I think the system as it sits now, though, isn't best. So, I mean, so I think any tweaks we could have is, is, is only positive. Yeah, and also just the, what about just the, the TV aspect of it as well? Uh, how has that changed since your time here? I know when first started, you had ESPN Plus, or I guess ESPN 3, but now it's guess Plus, and uh, availability seemed, and this is not just for football, availability seemed limited, but now, even the Olympic sports, I've seen a lot of improvements in that. How have you seen the broadcasting aspect of the conference yeah. grow since you've been here? ESPN's a great partner, and so it's really been helpful. And our schools, we've really invested in capabilities. So for instance, you know, we just implemented softball um, requirements in terms of mm -hmm. folks who got to televise softball games. We've not had those requirements before. Mm -hmm. So that's gonna help, you know, add exposure to those that program. Um, so we've incrementally tried to add kind of content and inventory for sports that are important to us that we want to have some visibility for. I think in the conference office, we invested in a studio where we do over 100 events ourselves now um, in the conference office that allows for more um, access and opportunity for our fans to see our games. So over the last five years, it's grown considerably. We've invested a lot of time, effort, and resources to try to create 
more broadcast um, bandwidth um, and our schools and in our conference. And I think it's paid off in terms of people being able to see our games more frequently. Yeah, and also you talk about the uh, expansion of the playoffs or the you know potential of that. Wherever, wherever yeah. we're, we're speaking right now, it, it's just a fluid situation. But yeah. it looks like it's leaning towards we're going to have probably an expansion of the playoff system. Uh, how do you feel that is? And then also you have a lot of bowl ties as well. So there's a balance to yeah. want, want teams in the playoffs. We also have these bowl relationships. Yeah. How's that balance you think going now with the, the Sun Belt? Important. You know, I mean the bowl tie-ins are critical for us in terms of the postseason. So we really do want to support our bowl partners and, and grow those relationships. But I also think, you know, the CFP expansion is tremendous. You know, that's really good for us. So we're really excited about it because um, that's going to give opportunity for the Sun Belt. You know, we want to make sure that, you know, we're regularly in the college football playoff. And so when that expands in 2024, I think there's, we're well positioned to take advantage of that. So both of those postseason things are good for us. The bowl piece is healthy because you know, we're going to have six, seven, eight, nine bowl eligible teams. And so having some postseason opportunities for them is really important. But I also think the CFP is important because we plan to have a regular participant in the CFP year after year. I was going to say, for how big would that be? Like we were in Louisiana, Tulane, they, they made a... I guess a New Year's Six Bowl, whatever you want to consider it. Some other conferences have had that. How big would that be for the conference It'd to be huge. to get one of those one of these teams? No matter, I know you said no matter who it is. Yeah. But um, no, but how big would that be just to have that exposure for the pro financially and then just for the, the yeah. brands? You know what? I think it'd be tremendous. You know, yeah. it's it's a goal that we have, um, and so hopefully this year we'll be in the New Year's Six, and then in the years after we'll be in the CFP. We really focus on it. We talk about it. And, um, and, and, and I'm optimistic that it's right around the corner. You know, I really do believe Sunbelt football is in a good spot, but our best days are ahead of us. And part of that is, is going to the expanded CFP on a regular basis. Yeah, and uh, just over how excited you to get the season started. I know it's a lot of preparation. Oh, so so preparation that goes into it. Yeah. But yeah. no, but even just the fall sports. I mean, we cover, we, here on our Inquirer, we cover volleyball, we'll cover okay. soccer. I mean, yeah. it's, it's definitely just, we're obviously here for football, but just getting the fall sports started, even cross country, just getting yeah. getting it ready because it's now that time of year. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, you know, it starts the fall, you know, which, one, hopefully that cuts down the heat a little bit, you know, so we can <laughs> get some relief from that. But no, it's great. You know, our campuses are going to start filling up with um, students again, which is nice, and there's a lot of energy in that. You know, I mean, we want to be good at all our sports, so I think, you know, getting started with both of the soccers and then with volleyball and cross country is um, is really important to us and positive. So um, I, I think it's great. I love this time of year. Um, I love the football part of it. I love the all sports part of it. I love just being on campus. And so really excited to get started for 2023. Yeah, and then also you, you, one last thing, you mentioned New Orleans and the media days will be here the next two years. Think different location, but at least still in the city. Yeah. How important is our relationship in just uh, in New Orleans? I mean, that's where conference office is, but just yeah. being in the city. You know? It's great. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we're so um, we're so connected to New Orleans, so that's really important. Um, so being here just matters. I mean, and I think people like coming here. You know, it's a great town, great eating town, great music, so much to do, so much great culture. And, um, and so and it's a good sports town, good football town. So, um, so I, I think New Orleans is a perfect place for us. It's our home. You know, we're just few blocks away in the Superdome, which is really nice. And, um, and and so this is a great place to continue to have our media day. It's outstanding. Can we see a uh, conference championship game here, possibly? In New Orleans. You know what? I really do like it on campus. Yeah. yeah we talk, you've know. talked about that before. So you seem to lean, why is that? Why do you lean towards that more than the 
you know, neutral I just site. think good energy, good atmosphere. You know, there's some benefits to neutral site, but there's some benefits to campus too. So I think, um, you know, having it, you know, having that as one of the things that you earn from the conference championship, I think there's a lot of value to that. And, um, and so I think playing it on campus is just something that's great. I mean, obviously, if there comes a time when I think moving it would be beneficial, you know, I'm open to that. I've just not seen or heard anything that I thought was compelling. Yeah, and just and lastly, what are some things that are in the uh, that you're, that are work, you're working on right now for the conference? Uh, so maybe one or two things that we may see in the next few months, or you know, just yeah. that, that you're just you want to see happen. Yeah, you know, we're working men's and women's basketball strategic plan. We're trying to get better at basketball, so I think that's going to be really important. We're working on trying to get better at football and. And, I mean, at, at baseball and softball as well um, and continue to improve. I mean, we're really good in those sports, but we don't want to take our foot off the gas. And so, um, and, and then this year, you know, we were so close to having a second volleyball team in the NCAA tournament. And, um, and so, you know, I'm optimistic that this will be the year that we break through and we're a multi-bid league in, in volleyball. How does that happen? Like besides, obviously the teams like just doing well. Do you think it's just more exposure or something? What on the conference side of things do? Uh, yeah, you know, we're trying to invest. You know, yeah. in terms of um, you know, we broadcast more volleyball now. We've invested in our championship now, so we're trying to create that experience to allow student, allow our coaches to create better or to recruit, you know, better, high, more profile student athletes. So you know, it's kind of incremental growth, right? You know, you do a little bit here, a little bit there to get better. And then hopefully those things click and, you know, you win a few more games. That's the hard part. That's the variable you can't control. You know, winning is hard. <laughs> and so the best laid plans don't necessarily result in um, victories. And this will be the last thing also. Change that leadership in the NCAA level. Uh, how does that, you think, impact the conference? Is the time to... Just maybe reevaluate. Just NIL obviously is the big headlining one yeah. as far as maybe things to change and to adjust. But what does that mean just at the NCAA level? Maybe some. Does this open the door or maybe an opportunity to maybe look at some other things at the national level? Yeah, you know, I, I think, um, one, I'm really excited about Charlie Baker's leadership, the new NCAA president. Yeah. I think he'll do great. He's off to a really good start. And he's got a good perspective. So um, so I'm excited, you know. I, I, think, um, I think that's all going to be helpful to us. And I think we can work closely with him to do some really good things, whether it's in the NIL space, um, gambling space. You know, that's another kind of um, place where, where we've got, you know, some work to do um, in the transfer space. You know, we want to make sure that, you know, we're trying to get a little bit less movement in that space, I think. So, um, so I think there's some things we can work on from a national standpoint. And we look forward certainly to working with Charlie Baker to um, – yeah, to move some of those things forward. Would there, would there be a time? You mentioned the portal. I didn't even touch on that. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing guys. I talk to guys, you know, in sec two, three, even four schools. Uh, would you, do you see potential of not necessarily limiting where they can, well, I guess so, but like as far as where they can go or maybe having to be at a school for a certain amount of time? You mentioned that with the NIL benefits. Yeah. Do you see potential in that as far as some regulations of having to be at a certain place a certain amount of time before? Yeah. Transfer. My, my preference, I don't want to put too many restrictions on it, yeah. but I certainly want to make sure that people are educated and they know what the um, what the ramifications of movement is in terms of you know how it affects academic outcomes and and the fact that there's a lot of people that go into the portal that don't find homes and so it's a, it's a very disruptive thing and um, you hear about all the positive cases but there are a lot of negative cases for the portal. That, that aren't helpful, you know, yeah. to people and to the system. So just trying to figure out how we 
make sure people know what they're getting into um, and do it in an informed way with their eyes wide open, I think is really critical. Thank you for your time. And yeah, thanks so much. We'll, we're going to really catch up for basketball season. We got it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sounds good. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah.